When I joined the club three years ago, I went to Tottenham for the first time. Wow. I mean, it's, that's a cathedral of rugby, that is. What, what a stadium that is. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. The Women's Six Nations Show on OTB Sports. In association with Vodafone. Proudly supporting the Irish women's rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Welcome along, it's, it's Ashley O'Reilly here with you for the Women's Six Nations show happening each and every week looking ahead to all of that Six Nations action. Unfortunately, Ireland did come away with a loss against Wales last weekend. It finished up 27-19 to Wales in the end, but a lot of positives to take from it and we're going to get into all of that. This weekend as well, they face France in the opening game of round two in Toulouse in a game that kicks off at 2.15pm. So we're going to chat all about that. Delighted to say that I'm joined by two former Ireland internationals. Fiona Hayes, how's it going? Ashley, what's the crack? How are you? Good now, Fiona and Alison Miller. How are you, Alison? I'm good. How are you? Good now, good. Fiona, you're literally just off the pitch. What happened? Who was playing? Tell us all. <laughs> it's not even over, Ashley. Oh, uh, no. Mike Schooler in the Munster Senior Cup, so there was five minutes left, but uh, the the game right was 25 minutes late and starting. So, so look, I'm here. I'm here anyway. <laughs> wow. And how are we looking? We're 1917 up. Oh <laughs> my God. You're some woman then. You must be on edge. <laughs> I am. I, I'm hanging on to my seat, but, but I'm, I'm all right. I'm all good. I can oh. multitask. Yes, you definitely can. Fair play to you. Well, we'll jump straight into it. Um, a great action over the weekend for the Six Nations to kick it all off. I suppose, Alison, to, for Ireland, it was a, a game we wanted to win. We looked well. We started well, but we just couldn't hold on in the end. What did you make of the game? Yeah, I think like it was the best game of the weekend in terms of um, if you were going to be a neutral and you were looking at a game as a spectacle because it was tight. The other games were a little bit more one-sided. But um, I suppose this Irish team are very new and inexperienced. So mm-hmm. there was like positives to the game. They showed good attacking shape and they scored some nice tries when they were in the Welsh 22. I suppose overall, um, Wales have brought back some experienced people that have gone into their setup. And I think... Um, the power game, you know, Wales used their power game at the end to really close out the, the win. And I suppose for Ireland, I suppose it's looking at how they can really defend that that line out mall and and see how they can close that off. Because I suppose Greg McWilliams is, is looking for um, a mobile pack. But I think mm-hmm. at times, just towards the end, um, the real size of the front or the Welsh forwards um, was kind of obvious to see. Yeah, they did struggle at times for sure. And Fiona, like it was, it was fourteen five at half time. Ireland looked in, in a good situation, even though you know Wales were quite dominant, but they were they were holding their own. Yeah, they were they were doing some nice stuff. Um, I think Ali hit the nail on the head when she was saying that mobile pack. It was something I saw at the at the start of the game. Actually, when I saw that very the squad at first, I thought, okay, we're lacking a, a bit of firepower. You know, like everyone, they're fit, they're fast, they're really good players. But when sometimes when you need to slow down ball or when things are going against you or you need to stop them all at source or or even scrummaging wise, you need bigger players in there and. And I suppose in the second half, that's where I, th- I think Wales pushed on through. They changed their game plan a little bit. They they slowed things down. They held on to the ball. As we saw by the stats, Ireland had 32% um, possession by the end of the game, which is crazy to think. But but they were it was just the way they done things. They kept it nice and tight. They saw that that mall worked in the first half and they went back to it. They went to the pick and go. And of course, Donna Rose came on and made a big impact off the bench for Wales. 
And for Ireland, was that a bit of lack of experience? I know we had some girls out there playing international rugby in front of crowds for the first time, some for their first caps as well. Were we lacking that bit of experience a small bit there, Fiona? Um, I think so. And you have to understand that it's 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 an, a relatively kind of not new squad, but like mm-hmm. Eber Constantine and Catherine Danes are, are the most capped players on that squad. And you look at Wales, it's it's very, very different. You know, the very different front row. Um, we talked about 54 kgs in the front row between, you know, both uh, sets of uh, props and, and hookers. So look, I, I think it was lack of experience. This will definitely stand to them. There was times near the end of the game where... I wanted players to go and get the ball back. There was six minutes left, you know, stuff like that. They need to understand how to, to slow down Welsh ball, how to, how when you're four to five minutes left in the clock, there's no point hitting someone and fanning out in defence. You've got to fight for your life to get that ball back. And they were within four points. So all those things will come to them. And I think they look at a lot of stuff. That video will stand to them. They'd look back at that and they need to really go into detail around certain areas, scrum, mall, and especially in defence when it comes to this French game at the weekend. Yeah, and as you said, yeah, a, a lot of probably unexperienced players in there. There was a lot of talk about Aveen Riley before the game. She got her first cap. Alison, how do you think she got on? Yeah, I think she had a solid uh, first um, cap debut. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not easy to go out there on your first game and play, but I thought she had a good relationship with um, Nicole. Um, you know, she'll obviously look back at parts for game where she wasn't happy with and parts that she was happy. That's just part and parcel. But I thought in general, I thought our backline looked dangerous at times. Um, I thought um, Eve Higgins and Stacey Flood really partnered well in the midfield. Um, I think Stacey had a very good game. You saw her used to skip passes out to um, Amy Lee Murphy Crow for a try and likewise a lot of situations in the pitch. Um, I thought Lucy Mulhall um, complemented well with Amy Lee Murphy Crow. They both played a different style of wing play. I think Lucy came on on Saturday and kind of played, a, I suppose, what we saw Mac Hansen doing in the Six Nations, a kind of real playmaking type of uh, winger where she came in for actually Amy Lee Murphy's crow and gave a nice pass to Stacey who gave it to Amy. And again, for Stacey's try down the end, she um, saw at the base of the rook that, there was a, that we had numbers, passed it to Emer and created a try. So in contrast then to the real finishing ability, that real lethal finishing of Amy Lee Murphy crow So I think they, they complemented really well and I think that back line um, is looking dangerous, but I think it always comes down to our forwards as well. We have to have, you know, set-piece dominance. We have to have dominance in our collisions. We have to have, you know, clean up our breakdown in, you know, so that we can get those backs. And obviously we need to have more possession so they can execute. But I thought there was real glimmers of um, attacking intent when those girls got the ball. And um, I thought Amy Lee Murphy Crow's finish, she had a lot to do for a finish, I know. We see, we see her as being a speed merchant, but she she had a lot of work to do. To I think she bet two or three defenders to finish mm-hmm. off. So um, it was really nice to see that. Yeah, it was a brilliant try, and she had to have the confidence, I suppose, to to take it on as well. And she really has that. And I know you mentioned her speed as well. It, it's something else. She's really dangerous on that wing, Fiona. She's she's lethal on that wing, you know, and she's so exciting to watch. She's she's just someone you 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 see working really hard. And Ali know mm. a lot about that from the seventh circuit when Ali and when Ali was up at camp. Obviously, our us forwards don't really care what those backs be up to <laughs> half the time, unless only that they're scoring tries. But it's, <laughs> it's it, it's her work rate that that I just uh, amazed by. I played with her when she was eighteen years of age on a monster team, and uh, her willingness to learn. She switched over from the 
seven to the fifteen is not a bother. Her positioning has improved so much, and she's she's one of the players to watch in the world on the wing. I think you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. We've a world class. We've two world class wingers, in my opinion. You've got Bevan and you've got yeah. uh, Amy Lee, and that's that's something we need to start utilizing as well and getting on the ball. Just mentioning Bevan there, um, obviously we were unsure before the game um, the full reason why she wasn't starting. She came on and I suppose it was a tough time in the game to come on. Um, do we know really why she was left on the bench like for the start of it, Alison? <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure. We're speculating. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. And I suppose mm -hmm. we'll, we'll just, we'll, like, you know, if she's fit and ready to go, she should be starting this weekend. So we should know more about that. But um Fiona made a good point about our, our world-class wingers and what I'd love to see them really develop in their game. I know Greg McWilliams will be a big advocate of that because when I played under him, he, he was very much about getting his wingers involved, getting them off their wings. So um, I'd love to see, you know, against France, Bave and Parson and Amy Lee Murphy Crow going roaming. You know, if the ball doesn't come to their wing and it goes back the other way that they, they start getting in and looking for opportunities to run those ghost balls or those ghost lines or wherever they can find the lazy defender, I think... You know, they can even be more dangerous um, up against, you know, a lazy defender or a forward or a mismatch. And I think that's a like they can be a really um, potent part of Ireland's game plan is getting the ball to them, but also giving them the license to go and roam and pick out opportunities for themselves. Because I think that's when they can be really dangerous in the modern game, because you might not in the modern game. I don't think you get the same opportunities as maybe. 10 years ago, mm -hmm. defences are stronger, the line speed is harder. So them coming off their wings and potentially running at a, a forward of the line, I think there's no stopping them. And I'd love to see that that evolution of both of their game. I think that will come with Greg. I think he, he's the right man to develop mm -hmm. that. Yeah, just listening to them in the press conferences this week, speaking about Greg, like they literally light up and talk about him with such awe that he really encourages them so much. What was he like, I suppose, to, to play under? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. He, he was he was really good. Ali would have dealt uh, with him a lot more in the backline, like as in he's he's detail. He, mm. He's very detailed. He'd show you, you know, an iPad and and point out the lines of running and different things like that. But I, I just think you know a word to, that was used to describe him as holistic. He's a holistic coach, and I think that's what Ireland needed. I think uh, on the back of everything that's happened, they needed someone to come in and you know and bring them together and that's what I'm seeing I'm seeing you know there's a great buzz about him the way he speaks you, you hear him in the press conferences he doesn't put anyone down he bigs up his players mm. he understands that confidence is low he isn't looking at results right now obviously there's part of him is but he wants these players to be at a, at a place where they're happy and enjoying rugby and that probably hadn't happened for a long time and also that they're all connecting 7s 15 are connecting really well together and I think that's what he's done because he's been transparent from the start. We know that they'll be gone for the last two games. They've been told to play OEL. Everything just seems like it's it's so simple to fix. When we looked at a report and Greg has come in and he said, look, this is what we're doing. And I think it's 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 brilliant to watch. But on top of that, he's detailing, delivering stuff. He's very into exciting rugby. He likes ball alive. He likes fit, fast characters. And we see it in the team he's picked in. Yeah, big time. It's a really exciting time. And just bringing it back to the, the Wales game, that game-changing moment, I suppose, was when Emer Considine got sin-binned um, for not rolling away at the breakdown, Alison. Do you think things might have been different, you know, if we, we still had her on the pitch? Well, it's, it's hard to say that now, but, you know, I thought it was quite harsh. But mm. um, these things happen in the game and they can happen in the modern game. You'll see things are happening now, you know, like red cards, 
that wouldn't have happened five years ago and teams just have to get better at not putting themselves in those positions and then when if they're in that position how you deal with it mm-hmm. and I think look it was unlucky it was harsh um you know it's hard to say like hindsight or forward thinking whatever we like to say is a great thing but um, it, it didn't help matters anyway um but I think oh I don't know I'm interested to see what Fiona thinks actually being on a coach's head there yeah yeah look it's I don't know it's it's funny what 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 part of the game Al are you just Emer, like, see, this is I know, but it's 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 hard to say because when yeah. I was watching it in the moment of it, right? He, the referee, got it wrong. She actually, yeah, like, she, she gave the the signal. Her signal was like not not releasing, which is the player on the ground, and it, right? And Stacey get, was jumping up and down and, for it, and everyone, penalty, yeah, yeah, everyone was delighted. Now, obviously, something came in from the sideline. Um, that said, okay, well, the reason she wasn't releasing was because Emer was on this, the wrong side. So I actually think that she she get, she was correct. Emer was on the wrong side, but she rolled away quick enough for them to mm. continue to play. So look, you can't blame the referee in in, in these instances, but it's it's really hard to 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 say. I think with the attack, their last scrum, they would not have attacked the right hand side if 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 the fullback was there. So it gave mm, them. Yeah. It, it gave them the space to attack it because Nicole had to come up and bite in and then it was a one-on-one on the outside and unfortunately we missed a tackle so that means there's no full back in to make the, the final tackle. So so it, it look it, it it did interfere with the game but it was it, it's a harsh one because it was it was a team penalty and the ref could have given it either way mm-hmm. also. It really is a harsh one. That's why I brought it up because I actually really wanted to see what, what you both thought. Um, that's really interesting. And as we know, we're, we're bringing you this Six Nations coverage each and every week with thanks to Vodafone, proudly supporting the Irish women's rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. And Alison, for Wales, what a win for them. You know, it was a really big moment and you could tell after the game on the pitch what it meant to them. Yeah, obviously 45-0 last year um, and they were obviously at crisis point in terms of their camp and coaching and the different coaches leaving and coming back and there was players left out that were probably there was players back involved um, there on Saturday that hadn't been involved in two or three years so um, they've much improved obviously they have their huge pack and they that traditional style you know their their mall is so effective that has always been a case they've always had big forwards they've always had a power game in Wales you know even back in our time when we played it was always difficult to play against them but I thought they actually had quite improved their backline play um, their defence was very good. So for them to get that win and, you know, it was obviously they were very happy. They were delighted, obviously. Um, and obviously it was hard to know if those 12-time full-time contracts would have taken effect yet because you don't know how long it actually would take for full-time players to reap the rewards of that training. But you could see it. It obviously did. Now, obviously last year, I don't think... Wales were probably as bad as they showed on that day and Ireland probably weren't as good as they showed on that day. So the 45-0 scoreline last year is probably a bit deceptive in, in that sense. It probably wasn't that huge of a margin. But um, yeah, like Wales are going to a World Cup now, so um, they are obviously going to be happy with parts of their game. And, you know, we saw, you know, the players like Jasmine Joyce that, um, you know, is looking to be break loose. I thought we defended her quite well. Obviously, she scored her try, but... Um, yeah, they showed um, good facets of play and I think that they'll be happy with their progress under their new coach. 
Yeah, they were really impressive at times. And Fiona, you had a tough job naming the team of the week across all of the Six Nations teams. Can you name your team for us? Um, yeah, I think, did you uh, put it up on the, the screen there? Or yes. Do I, okay, yeah, no, she was... Because I'll go, I, I'll start that. So it was a tough one. I have to, I won't spend too long, but it was a tough one because Ireland lost. I thought I have to, I have to say Linda Dong Young was excellent, but um, unfortunately she was on the losing side, so I had to go with Gwendolyn Pierce. I thought she was very good in the scrum. I thought they got uh, sheer dominance in the second half, and as Lou said, um, and then look, Lark Davies, what can you say? Like England have like such a, a vast range of hookers and she was absolutely lethal against Scotland. She was everywhere in the pitch as well as her throwing in the lineouts. Um, and the duo of tight head is Sarah Byrne. Uh, Ali know her well. What a player, Ali. Probably one of the best tight heads to watch. She's like yeah. a back row going around the place, but she's got just sheer strength. And I think, was it a shot putter she was before, Ali? Or... No, that was Shauna Brown, I think. Oh yeah, well she was, but she was definitely. Maybe she was. She was. She was. I think she done shot put. Um, it was training for the Olympics, and you could see it in her build. She's a class player. Um, Medusa Fall for France was absolutely outstanding against Italy. She was everywhere for a second row. I think she outshone the French back row, which is a very hard thing to do. Um. And of course, our own Sam Monaghan, Sonny Bill Monaghan, I think they're calling her. <laughs> uh, what, a, what an offload for so Linda Stroy. Yeah, so good. But she, but it was her work rate that like absolutely blasted me out of the park because she was everywhere. She was just, she's so physical, you know, and she was she was the go-to person in the line out as well at times. I thought it'd be Nicola Friday, but they, they went to her a lot. Um, Alicia Butchers for Wales, like just immense. Another person in the Welsh line out controlled that mall perfectly and therefore got man of the match. So she, our woman of the match, she was excellent. And to finish off that pack, then you have, uh, or sorry, Marley Packer in, in at seven. She got a hat trick for England. Uh, I, I hate saying it, but she was absolutely <laughs> outstanding as well. <laughs> It's all uh, right, Fiona. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she she was she was pretty good. Um, to be fair to her, she's kind of been in and out of that squad for a while. Like she was a consistent, and in the last year, maybe there's been uh, other players in and out, but she came back with a bang, and I think she'll be she'll be prevalent for them at seven for the World Cup. Um, and then to finish off the pack, Jay Congal for Scotland. They were in the back of a, a big loss, but I I watched her in the game. Her work rate, she controlled that pack, and their scoreline also doesn't tell how Scotland played as well. I thought they were really really good at time and they've definitely improved since the qualifiers. Um, Leanne Infante for England at nine. What can I say about her? Leanne, formerly Leanne Riley. I didn't even know her name when I saw Infante because she's changed it. She's just... Acting. Yeah, she got married. She's brilliant. She's, she's a class act and she showed that in the, in the England win against Scotland, guiding the pack everywhere. Um, for me, like a lot of people are giving out because she overkicked. I thought Beatrice Rigoni was so, so good. She's so exciting to watch. Probably overplays it at times, but sure, look, it, that's Italy. They're they're beautiful. They're beautiful to watch. And, and she just done some really, really good play. And, and she definitely was the 10 that kind of I loved watching through the, the whole weekend. Um, Jasmine Joyce, Ali talked about earlier. She's electric. She's she's so hard to 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 track and she's so hard to defend. Ireland did it for a while, but she eventually broke the deadlock and her feet are, are just so good. Um, we had Vernier for France. She was at 12. She 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 ran the 
probably not the best French attacking game I've ever seen, but she was definitely consistent in her running lines mm-hmm. and her tackle tech. She didn't leave the Italians through. Um, Emily Scarrett out for how long and just walks back into that England squad and controls things. Beautiful little out the back pass as well she had for Packer to put her away in the corner. So she's another one who had a, a really, really good game. Um, she got Abby Dow away for a few scores as well. Um, you can't, we talked about her earlier, Amy Lee Murphy Crow, like immense, has to be on the team of the week. Just to try, she scores that little step in and then step out to take the winger. It's so good to watch. And finally, we have to put in the French fullback, Jacquet. She was outstanding at times in defence, especially against Italy. She was really good. They kicked the ball through on her a lot. And I thought her distribution when she got it, she looked around her, attacked and kicked really well. So that's my team of the week. Brilliant team, really tough to pick, I'd say. Alison, would you make any changes or anyone that you, you think feels or deserves to be in there? She'd have um, a full team of backs, wouldn't you, Ali? You'd have all backs in all positions. <laughs> yeah, be really mobile then. Um, I would probably, I just thought Abby Dow, um, I suppose with England, they're so dominant in their forwards and a lot of their tries come from their pack that, I would like, obviously, as a back, I'd love to see them move the ball, but her try was sensational. Um, she handed off Rona Lloyd and just went around the Scottish fullback. They actually didn't get a hand to her. So I'd nearly be putting oh, Abby Dow in for Joyce, maybe. Oh. It's a t- yeah, and Ellie Kildon had another good game at yeah. 15. So I think Ali's just going to put the whole England squad in here. As much as it kills me. As much as it kills me. Um, maybe I do a swap kill done for the French fullback. It's okay. hard to know with the French because the French looked so clinical at times and then yet at other times they couldn't impose themselves with the possession and the dominance they had. So um, it's a hard team. I'm going to look. God. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't disagree with too much else, to be honest. Um I'm just looking at it here. No, I, I. That's all I'm really going to say. Um, I thought the actually, I thought it was bizarre. Actually, was the Italians taking off their twelve? She was the mm, most dangerous player good. on the field. Well, not on the field, but for I suppose at times, and they took her off. So that was interesting. But uh, she had a solid game until she was uh, substituted. Yeah, she'd a she'd a very good game. Dinka, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Sof- Sofia Dinka. Um, yeah. And is there three key performers that you'd like to pick out there, Fiona? Or Alison, you might jump in for Fiona. We've lost her there just for a minute. No problem. Uh, We'll get them back now in just a moment's time. Just a reminder to keep an eye on Wednesday Night Rugby each week. We're giving away tickets to every home game for the Women's Six Nations with thanks to Vodafone, proudly supporting the Irish women's rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. And we're going to get into chatting a little bit about next weekend as well. And um, we have the, the France game, which we, we all know is going to be a very tough game. But uh, hopefully we can learn from the game against Wales and really improve. And I think we have both of them back again. Alison and Fiona, you're there? Yeah, yep. we're here. Yeah. Good stuff. And I just to chat about next weekend or this weekend, sorry, as well against France. It's a massive task, Alison, for, for Ireland to go in there. But I suppose we, we hope to see some improvements and some learnings from the game against Wales. Yeah, I suppose the first thing is, I think we gave away something like 16 penalties, which uh, we'll have to really bring that number down, especially for playing against Mm. France, because um, not only will they punish us for giving away penalties, but even if we turn over ball, that's when they're really dangerous when they transition from um, defence to attack. Um, 
we only had 32% possession so we'll need some more we'll need to try and get our hands on the ball and hold on to possession a little bit longer to try and get our you know our mobile pack and our backs involved to try and get those scores um, we talked about our um, our line out um, no our line out was, was, wasn't too bad but I suppose it's really our defence of the line out mall that against Wales and France has such France has an even bigger pack than than Wales will so yeah. something that they'll be dangerous in the physical size of France and their carriers even if it's around the loose around the pitch we're going to have to um, get in there and I think maybe what we were missing on Saturday was probably a Claire Malloy Kira Griffin type mm. figure to turn over ball we, we didn't see um, our back row played well but I think across the balance of that back row we were probably missing someone to get in over that ball and, and get our possession back so we'll need one of our back rowers or, or all of our back rowers to try and get in and play that role because I think that was something that was um, missing um, obviously our front five came under pressure at times um, in the scrum so we're going to have to shore that up and um, you know give our backs the the platform to play but um, you know the French like the, the interesting thing about the French is I'm not even sure who the best team is like yeah. from, from like one week to the next like I'm not sure Fiona might be able to shed more light but uh, Mar- Marjorie Mayon who was the player of the match in Dublin wasn't involved on Sunday not sure if she's injured just wasn't selected you've got probably one of my favourite wingers um, Cyril Bane wasn't playing she's just a world class winger you look at the bench you've got um, Boulard come on to score a really good try um, Menage didn't have a great game even though she's a world class player I'm not even sure what their best 15 is that, and that is such the dangerous thing about France and I think I read that um, Safi in the eye is back in the training squad now I don't know if she'll feature Mm-hmm. Um, this no, weekend it might be a bit early she's out for party. three games I think they've confirmed she'll come oh, back in for they? the last two yeah yeah no they said did say they brought her back this week but it's probably a bit too soon for, for the Ireland game but um, the thing about France is they, they can play they can play a tight and narrow game but mm-hmm. they can also spread it wide um, they've got quality players like Sanzus came on Sanzus my French yeah. <laughs> <laughs> came on <laughs> my French teacher would be horrified listening to this um, came on and changed the game and they just have that the ability that they've got their offloading ability but they've got the tight game and they've also got the ability to to use their dangerous backs so you know Ireland are going to have to really you know trying to counteract that whatever way they're whatever they can yeah big time and France, they had a 39-6 win over Italy at the weekend so they're really coming into this game full of confidence Fiona were you impressed with them? No, that's the thing. I, I watched, I was doing comms through the game and I was like, oh my God, they're in second gear. The, the amount of handling errors, I'd say, was, I'd say they were up around the 20 mark, no joke, mm. after 60 minutes. So that's actually frightening when you hear the scoreline like that. Um, I was impressed that they could, they opted for the last 20 minutes. So they have the ability to shift up a gear and when they want to, they can go at you. And that's and that's what's frightening about France. So so there was a lot of errors. Their scrum, they gave away three or four penalties in the in the against Italian scrum, which would have been unusual um, for a French scrum. So they'll tighten up a lot of those things. I think if Ireland had played them last week, 
I think it would be a very close game, but I would imagine that with their errors, they would have focused on a lot of areas. And I think towards the latter end of the game, we really saw the France that we we know they can be. The crowd was absolutely immense. It was it was crazy. The hairs were standing up in my hand or the back of my neck when I was hearing the national anthems. So so you know what it's like a cauldron in there. It's absolutely crazy. So if Ireland don't bring their their A game, they will be in trouble. France are always really impressive and when they want to play and especially at home and I think after that showing last week they wouldn't be too happy with what they've done for their crowd so I think Ireland are going to be in for a real treat on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, a really exciting weekend of Six Nations to come and hopefully Ireland can put in a really positive performance. I think that's what a lot of us will be looking for. My thanks to Fiona Hayes and Alison Miller for joining me today and we'll be back again next week. We'll see you then. The Women's Six Nations Show on OTB Sports. In association with Vodafone. Proudly supporting the Irish women's rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.